Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Crowded Booth. Happy Monday. Happy Veterans Day to everyone out there. We're excited to bring you another episode of college football and everything that's going on. Wow, folks, it's going to be a patch-and-patch episode. we got a lot of stuff for you. We have our rankings coming out. We have call-in guests, people calling, and we're going to flash the uh, number down at the bottom of the screen so you have a chance to join the show and tell us what you think. Uh, but my name is Bryce Kuhn. I'm the host of the show, as you well know. Uh, we're live uh, every Monday from around 10 to 11 a.m. in the mornings, and then we try to get on Thursdays to preview what's happening on uh, the later half of the week in sports. Obviously, during this time of the year, you get into November. It's football, football, football. The NBA tipped off uh, a couple weeks ago, but yes, folks, we're excited to see what happens. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to get straight into it as well. We want to thank you for watching. If you're watching live on Facebook, we want to thank you for listening. If you're listening on our SoundCloud or on iTunes, you can help us out by subscribing on those, liking and sharing those with your friends. Hey, and leave us a review. You might win a free t-shirt as well. We're gonna pick a person who leaves us a five-star review. You're gonna be able to get a t-shirt. Um, after you give us a little bit of information, we'll be able to send you a shirt of the uh, official Crowded Booth t-shirt. So it's gonna be a lot of fun. We're gonna get right into it. What a weekend of college football. Saturday's slate of games was nothing short of spectacular. It was a fun Saturday. Every single time slot, you had big primetime matchups that made it a ton of fun. We're going to have people calling in as we get closer to the hour. I'm going to go ahead and flash that number up for you guys right here. If you want to join the show, you can click that number right there. Type it in your phone, call, it'll pop up. Just introduce yourself, and we'll be able to talk some college football. But first, we're going to talk about a little bit about this Alabama-LSU game that happened. LSU, by far, in my opinion, is the number one team in the country. And you're going to see the rankings be flashed up here a little bit and a little bit. Uh, we're going to put those up there. It's going to be a ton of fun to debate about those. But really, in, in, in all, it's these teams, they have to win out. Uh, you t see teams like LSU, you still got to win out the rest of the way. Uh, you see a lot of other teams that still have to um, have the ability to, to win out. You have, they have to have the ability to win their championship game. Uh, something that Georgia's facing right now. Georgia's sitting outside in the AP poll at number five. But, hey, if they win out, win the rest of the regular season, they win the conference championship, they're definitely in. Uh, so it's just kind of control your own destiny for a lot of these teams. Now, there are some teams that are looking out on the outside, but we're going to see what happens with that. Uh, it's going to be a ton of fun. I'm excited to see what happens. Let's talk first game, though, that we're going to talk about at LSU-Alabama. What a football game. And a game where Alabama really looked outmatched for the entire game until the latter half of it. It was 33-13 at halftime. Uh, Joe Burrow, if, if he didn't state his Heisman case in Tuscaloosa on Saturday, I mean, I don't know what else you want to, to do there. So we already have our first comment from Trent Griner. Gophers put on a show. Yeah, Trent, definitely. Minnesota Gold Gophers, row the boat. P.J. Fleck, wow. They put on a show against Penn State, kind of – cementing themselves as a legitimate contender. And, I mean, <laughs> that was fun to watch. A lot of fun to watch. You had that noon game. Um, but going back to Alabama LSU, uh, I don't know if necessarily two was 100% healthy. He's coming off, what, 20 days off of his ankle surgery? I mean, you can't ask a guy who early on in that game was being asked uh, to run around and scramble a lot because the LSU defense was getting to him early and often. That's tough on a guy. I mean, that's really tough on a guy. It's really hard for a guy to attempt to do that. Uh, but we're going to see exactly what happens uh, in the playoff rankings that come out on Tuesday evening. Where does Alabama drop after this? Uh, Alabama has the potential to 
stay in the top four because if you look at the one-loss teams, Alabama technically has the best loss out of those one-loss teams. We'll see what happens. It was the final, you know, it was a single-digit loss to LSU. You lost at home. I don't think anyone can fault in there, but for the first time in eight years, the LSU Tigers defeated the Alabama Crimson Tide. But hearing from a lot of Alabama fans, they say history will repeat itself. Remember last time LSU defeated Alabama, the two teams met in the national championship game. It was the BCS national championship game, and LSU didn't make it across midfield. Now, this LSU offense is a lot better than that, that, that year's team. Uh, Joe Burrow is just seemingly on a revenge tour uh, after losing the job at Ohio State and now trying to make, make his case in the SEC after a decent year last year, but he has really just blossomed into not only the best quarterback in college football, but really uh, a lot of NFL teams. He's going to be playing on Sunday, no doubt, have really kind of started to, when they've gone through their uh, you know big board, to see where they want to select. You see teams like the Dolphins uh, who really need a quarterback. Well, they're going to see what exactly what happens, and that's going to be a lot of fun to watch to see what happens as well. But we're going to bring in some calls here today, and uh, we're excited to for you all to have the opportunity to talk with us and everything. But, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, how you doing, man? Hey, how are you doing, bro? Doing good. This is Ralph Leary. Ralph, you're from Troy, Alabama right now. You're sitting in Troy, Alabama. Troy had a, a big win this weekend, correct? All right, Ralph, I'm going to go ahead and ask you, what do you think and what do you envision uh, this top four looking like when it comes out on Tuesday night? Well, obviously, you have the LSU number one now. It's just uh, a big one over Alabama on the road, especially. That's huge for them. Uh, the Ohio State number two. This year, Friday, they just dominated everyone they played. You know, Well, it looks like we lost him there. We'll try to get him back real quick. But, um... Messaging system. Well, it looks like we lost him there. Ralph, call right back if you were. It looks like we lost you right there on that phone. The phone call dropped or something like that. We'll try to get you back in here. Um, but, yeah. He, I mean, he was, he was at LSU. LSU, dominated. LSU absolutely dominated that game and was really able to do a lot with the football and really able to do what they wanted with the football offensively. Um... And we'll, we'll see what happens exactly, um, <laughs> you know, in this rankings when it comes out on Tuesday. LSU, to me, is the no-doubt number one team in the country. You get a big win like that um, on the road against the number one, number two team in the country in Alabama. Some number had a number three. Uh, I mean, you're number one. And then that's kind of where the rankings uh, seem to seem to come in effect. We'll see if we can get Ralph back on the line. Ralph, can you hear us? Hey, can you hear us, Ralph? Hello? Hey, can you hear us? Right. Ralph, can you hear us? Well, I guess it's not working for Ralph. Maybe in Troy, Alabama, the service is not too great today. But Ralph was what Ralph was starting to talk about was something that was really big that you see um, him have the ability to do. Joe Burrow was... Uh, Doing a great job. I mean, Joe Burrow established himself, like I said, as not only the front runner for the Heisman, uh, he established himself for the, just to have the ability to really do a lot with the football. And whether it's, you know, put his head down and run or it was able to stay in the pocket and do a lot with it. 
And um, I think that's the biggest thing that you're going to see LSU able to do the rest of the season as they wrap up their schedule and look towards going to Mercedes-Benz. And uh, Ralph, can you hear us? I hear you now. You hear me now? Okay, sounds good. I don't know if it was the the reception down here, but you were saying, and I was kind of following along with what you were saying, but you were talking about uh, this top four, and you were talking about LSU. What else do you see? How do you see the the rest of the four kind of, you know, um, how do you see it playing out? Uh, Ohio State usually number two. I mean, there's pure dominance over everyone they've played. Um, They haven't really played a tough team yet, but they've definitely defeated everyone and shown that they are really good this year. Um, Clemson, number three, I mean, undefeated. They've had a tough few games lately, but they've definitely bounced back and shown that they are beating everyone now again and by a lot. Um, I put Alabama at four. I mean, I lost to LSU, but it was a close game, a very good game. But um, you, can't, you can't throw them out of top four right now. I agree with you. I mean, Clemson has done – um, a good job of just winning ugly games. And I think at this point in the season, Ralph, you got to give teams credit for just surviving and advancing because we've seen teams in the, re- in the past four weeks, whether it's Georgia, Penn State now, who did lose to a very good Minnesota team that I think is the national stage is taken a little more seriously. But you've seen Oklahoma, Wisconsin, and Georgia suffer those kind of bad losses per se. So you got to give these teams a little bit of credit for kind of making it this far in the schedule, you think? Oh, I agree. I mean, Minnesota, yeah, they haven't had a tough schedule yet, but – Definitely beating Penn State at home for them really showed that they are very good, well-coached. P.J. Fleck, one of my favorite coaches, I think he's a tough coach to go against in these late games. And, you know, I hope the best for them, honestly. And same with Georgia. I think Georgia's a good team. They have a still a tough road against Auburn. And Texas A&M still is a, it's, it's always a throw up with those two. So you can definitely see Georgia winning out and, you know, maybe even making it a top four. Yeah, I think uh, I was seeing some some numbers. They were saying, you know, if Georgia were to win out the regular season and to defeat LSU, which that's who it looks like right now, you know, anything can happen. But it looks like LSU will take and make it to Atlanta. Uh, then they'd have about a 70% chance of making the playoff. And I was really kind of taken aback by that. I was like, if you're the SEC champion, you're making the playoff no matter what. I've always said the same thing. It's a guaranteed uh, one, one, one of the four spots for the SEC champion, no matter who it is. It's- you're beating the best out of the best every year, you know. Well, you're exactly right. Ralph, thank you for joining the show, man. Come on next week. It was a lot of fun. And real quick, what is your prediction? We're going to get into this Thursday on Thursday's episode, but I want to get your real quick prediction on what do you think is going to happen um, this weekend, Auburn versus Georgia? Well, Bryce, I mean, you know me. I'm a very good close Auburn fan. But – um I believe Auburn wins it in a very close game. I think it's not a high-scoring game. I think it's a defensive shootout all night. I think we'll see um, a good amount of turnovers. Um, and it comes down to that late push and who can, who can battle out at the end of the game. Sounds good. I think it's – we were talking last night on the phone about it, Ralph. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Georgia's offensive line versus Auburn's defensive line is really going to be the big matchup that I'm excited to watch. I agree. Sounds good. All right, man, you have a good one. That was Ralph Leary out of Troy, Alabama, originally from Columbus, Georgia, a good friend of mine calling in. And I agree with you, he said his top four. I mean, you really – you have to look at who has the best resume. And I think with that resume, uh, it's it's kind of tough to 
really count some of those teams out as we are going to bring on another person who's calling in from Washington, D.C. I think it's going to be Townsend Stewart. Townsend, how you doing, man? Hey, bro. Good to hear me, man. Well, you're calling from Washington, D.C. And Townsend, if I'm not mistaken, you are a diehard LSU fan. Tell me how you were feeling on Saturday afternoon. I'll go ahead and tell you, Bryce. It was probably one of the most excited uh, feelings I've had after watching a football game. You know, it only the only one that beats is that game you and I called it at Barry. You know, that first one ever. So oh yeah. I was very excited about it. Now, Joe Burrow, do you feel like that he had his Heisman moment against Alabama? Do you feel like that's one that cements him in the conversation for the Heisman Trophy? You know, I think I think he did. I think he has more to come, though. I think when we when we see Georgia in that SEC championship game. I think he's really going to have another moment there that will really commit him for sure. But right now, I'm, I'm really happy. I think he's the huge front runner. I mean, I think next closest, I mean, it was probably Tua. You know, Tua was probably second in line. I mean, he put up the numbers, but, you know, I think he was 21 of 40, you know, barely 50%. And I think Joe Burrow really outshined him on the biggest stage. Yeah, Joe Burrow didn't throw an interception. I think he had three touchdowns. I mean, this guy who's uh, lost the job at Ohio State um, and then transfers last year to LSU and had a decent year last year, but, man, he has just exploded on the national stage. Uh, right now, he's my Heisman front runner. And, Townsend, I asked you this question. I was asking Ralph, the last caller, how do you feel like this top four shakes out on Tuesday night? How far does Alabama drop? Yeah, you know, it's really hard to say just because of that, that Penn State loss as well. Um, but I, I think I think you you got to give LSU the one, just unbiased opinion there. There's just no way they're not the one. And, you know, I'm a really big believer that, that Clemson was ranked low, and I think that they're, they're the national champs. You know, I'm a big believer that if you, you're undefeated and you're still the defending national champs, you deserve a lot of credit. I really think they should be a two, but Ohio State's going to get that nod after dropping 73 on Maryland. Um, Clemson will be at three. And that four spot, that's, that's tough. You know, you, you kind of look at Alabama. You kind of look at Georgia maybe. Um, but, you know, it, it's probably going to be Alabama. The committee loves to, loves to give Alabama some credit, even if they don't deserve it. I mean, they don't have a top 25 win, but – you know, it's, it's that saving narrative that's so big that, that's going to round them off to the top four, I think. I mean, I, I agree with you. That number four conversation is going to be something that I honestly feel like is going to play it play itself out here in the next couple of um, weeks. As you know, these teams are going to have to face off in their conference title games. For Georgia, if they want to win out, they have to win the SEC championship. Uh, there's nothing else about it. But I'll present a scenario for you since you're an LSU fan. Let's just say – that Georgia does win out. They win the SEC championship. Now you have a one-loss LSU team that, in my opinion, has the best resume. If you want to talk about resumes for rankings, they have the best resume in college football. Do you think LSU creeps in as a one-loss um, SEC runner-up? One-loss year. You're talking to Georgia in that SEC championship game? Yeah, so Georgia would win the SEC championship game over an LSU Georgia would then most likely go as the SEC champion. Does LSU sneak in over a one-loss Big 12 champion in Oklahoma or a one-loss Pac-12 champion in uh, Oregon? You know, I think you've got to give it to them. Unless it's a blowout, I mean, the game will be in Atlanta, so that's going to be a very pro-Georgia crowd. It's going to be almost like a road game in Athens. If it's a close game, if, you know, Joe Burrow performs well, the Tigers' offense performs well, 
I think you give them the nod. If they get blown out, that's a little bit different. You know, you kind of heard if you were watching the Alabama game, you know, you, you heard at halftime all the all the broadcasts were saying how Alabama's got to get into this game to make it uh, close. Otherwise, they're really toast in the in the college football playoff rankings. So I think LSU, with one loss, will make it if they make if it's a close game. If it's a blowout, I think they'll slip out and in the end the season at five. Uh, man, listen, it's going to be an exciting end of the season. Thanksgiving weekend is going to we're going to see some great NFL football. We're going to see um, a lot of a lot of fun stuff going on the rest of the college season. Townsend, I appreciate you calling in, man. Hey, thanks, Brian. Have a good rest of your show, man. You too, man. Well, we're going to head to break here real quick. We're going to have some more people call in. Make sure to call in at that number that is seen on your on your screen if you're watching below. We're talking college football here for the next 20, 20 minutes. I uh, just want to hear your opinions. The, the fans of the Crowded Booth, it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, make sure to tune in because we're going to have some awesome stuff. We're also going to release our rankings here after the break. And we're going to hear from some more callers as well. Once again, follow us on social media at the Crowded Booth on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And make sure to shout us out on that uh, iTunes five-star review because you might be giving yourself a free T-shirt. All right, everyone, we are back after that short break. We have Brian Bouchon on the phone. Brian, how you doing, man? Hey, pretty good. How are you, Brian? Doing well. Well, listen, we had an amazing, um, amazing Saturday of college football. It was great all the way around. What is your biggest takeaway from this past Saturday? Uh, my biggest takeaway is that I don't think Tua is as good as people say he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think his Achilles heel, Achilles heel is a good defense. You can see how tentative he is at times, and people want to blame that on his on the ankle and the injury. But the look back across time when he's played really tough teams uh, with good defenses, uh, he has struggled. He's he uh, he doesn't react well to those kind of situations. And we've seen it in a in a game with Georgia. We've seen it in uh, we saw it with LSU. Uh, we've seen it actually multiple times with LSU. Um, and he's got, um, I think he's, he's their weakness. Um, if you look at what's going on, like you guys were talking about with uh, the upcoming game with Auburn, I think, you know, we talk about Georgia and Auburn, which it depends on which team Auburn brings. Um, if Auburn brings the team that we've seen at times when they've had brilliance, uh, Georgia will have a tough time, and Alabama could have a tough time, uh, which, which uh goes to where do these teams fall in the SEC, and I think you're going to see you've got some amazing football left to be played, and there's a number of teams out there that are in this top five, top 
six that have some real challenges ahead of them. Um, Clemson really doesn't, and neither does LSU at this point. They're pretty much wrapped up until they play their uh, until they play their conference championships. But uh, but these other teams that are in the in the that are fall into the three, four, five, and six all have challenges ahead of them. I agree with you, Brian. I mean, this the, the teams that have something to play for need or need to, to win to continue to do it, they have those games in front of them. We talked about it earlier with some callers. Uh, Georgia, obviously, uh, needs to win out. And then they have that conference championship game. I mean, they're in the playoffs right now, per se. Every game up to this, after that loss to South Carolina, is essentially their playoffs. Uh, you look at a team right. like LSU, uh, they're undefeated. And like you said, they can kind of go the rest of the way. Um, Ohio State is going to have, obviously, the game against Michigan. Uh, that's going to be something interesting to see with Chase Young being suspended anywhere from two to four games. I think a late report, this or early report this morning, came out that it might just be two games. Uh, we'll see what happens there with their situation. But, uh, man, who wouldn't want to see a Joe Burrow play against his his original school in Ohio State in the national championship game? But, but Brian, you're exactly right. right. I mean, it's it's going to be something that's really interesting to see what happens uh, going forward. And, and to the two apart as well, I mean – this is something I've had a conversation with with multiple people, and uh, I, I, I can relay what exactly what you're what you're saying, and, and I'm, I'm right along with it. I'm not saying Tua is not a good player or, or even a good good quarterback. He he's a he's a good quarterback, but the talent around him in Alabama elevates his play so much. Everything's timing with him. If you watch it in the games that his timing has been disrupted, you mentioned a couple of them. The LSU game, obviously on Saturday, the Georgia um, game in the SEC championship last year. And then the Clemson game, where they were able to do nothing against Clemson's defense. So, like you said, if a good defense plays Alabama and can disrupt the timing that Tua has, the, the five-step drop and hitting his receiver on a slant, well, then it, it's really tough for him. If you get him in a situation where he's uncomfortable, and especially with the ankle injury, um, he was having to you know scramble around far too often on Saturday. But uh, you talked about that top four. How far do you see Alabama dropping, Brian? Well, I think right now they're four, but but I but I think there's a lot dependent on what happens. Like I said, with these with this upcoming game with with Auburn, um, you know the year I think Auburn Auburn plays Alabama at home. Is that correct? Uh, yes, Auburn will host Alabama. Auburn at Auburn. So we've kind of got that uh, that scenario that happened years ago when Auburn turned around and beat both of them um, you know be at close games but they beat both of them so and I'm a Georgia fan so I, I see that as our toughest game yet on the schedule um, we still have to play Texas A&M too which you know Texas A&M it depends on which team shows up so um, thankfully that game is at home um, in front of a home crowd but um, I see Alabama at four, um, you know. But Ohio State has Ohio State has their tough games to come too. They have to play. I do believe they play. Well, they play Michigan, but they also play Penn State. So uh, you know, it depends again which teams show up. Um, I think Justin Fields is a good quarterback. I don't think he's a great quarterback. He's playing in an inferior. I grew up in the Big Ten. The Big Ten isn't the SEC. So um, I think that's why you haven't seen – you see talent coming from there and you see some good games. But when you really look at who they're playing um, from week to week, 
the Big Ten is not SEC caliber football on a week-to-week basis. I mean, you're right. You talk about, and that's been a conversation that I think the only two conferences you could really compare, if you could make a comparison, are the Big Ten and the SEC. Hello? Oh, can you hear me? Those, those are kind of the only two teams that you could make a comparison for. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it, to me, it's, there's, there's still a big difference. Ohio State's obviously uh, really good. Uh, they're, they're up there, but are they as good as people think? Their quality of competition, the quality of their schedule uh, is going to be something to be, to be seen with. But, Brian, I thank you for coming on, man. We're going to get to some more guests, but I appreciate it. And uh, make sure to join us next week. All right, that was Brian Mushan calling in. We appreciate his time, and uh, that was a lot of fun. I mean, he, people have got some good stuff to say. Hey, we're still on for about 15, 10, 15 more minutes talking college football. If you want to call in, we're going to bring in another guest here uh, calling, and it's going to be a ton of fun to hear from them as well, and uh, make sure to keep calling. And we'll see what happens. We're going to see what happens with this Big Ten. Um, I mean, it's, it's going to be something that you continue to see these teams uh, fighting and continue to see what they're going to be able to do. Um, you know, Ohio State still has that conference championship in front of them. Minnesota proved themselves to see what they could do. Uh, it's going to be something that's that's pretty interesting to see um, exactly what happens. I mean, ex- kind of exactly what happens here with these teams battling out as we get down into the final three games where teams have everything in front of them they want to play for. But... Uh, Jed, can you hear us? Uh, yeah, I got you. All right, it's Jed Woodward from up in Rome, Georgia, from my old stomping grounds, uh, Barry College. Jed, how you doing this uh, Monday morning? Yeah, I'm doing good, man. Um, I walked out of class to call in, man. I don't know so much I care about this podcast. <laughs> we aren't really doing anything. Well, Jed, you've joined the show a couple times, so you, you've, you've, you know how this works and everything. Oh, yeah. All right, Jed, well, let me, let me ask you this quick, and I've been asking everyone who's been calling in, what do you think... Uh, or what was your t- biggest takeaway from Saturday? Bryce, let me tell you, the Minnesota Golden Gophers are for real. I think that their possibilities of making the playoff is a lot realer than people think. I mean, and, and you're, Jed, you're, I mean, they have everything in front of them to play for. I mean, let's be honest. If they, if they could, hypothetically, let's say they knock off this Ohio State team, I mean, they're an undefeated Big Ten team who has quality wins our undefeated Big Ten champion has quality wins over uh, Penn State and Ohio State. I'm putting them in the top four. I think you got to. Yeah, I mean, I think you have to. And the, the conversation becomes, and I was talking to uh, another uh, Barry, Barry, former Barry student, was uh, Townsend Stewart, who's a big LSU fan. And we were talking about what happens if, you know, in your team, the Georgia Bulldogs, knock off LSU in an SEC championship game. So let's just hypothetically say this. Georgia wins the SEC championship. Clemson wins the ACC. And we'll give Minnesota the Big Ten. Those three are in there right there. Yeah. Who gets that fourth spot? Do you give a one-loss Big 12 Oklahoma champion, a one-loss Pac-12 champion in Oregon, or do you give it to a one-loss LSU that has an amazing resume but comes up just short in a close game in the SEC championship? Yeah, that's a – that's a tough one. I think, unfortunately for Oregon, I love Oregon. I think they're a really good team. I don't think they make it into that fourth spot just because of being in the Pac-12. Um, I think I think they're perhaps going to go the route of two SEC teams in the playoff. Yeah. I think LSU will get that fourth spot. 
you think LSU will end up getting that fourth spot? And I, and I agree with you. You look at their um, – you look at LSU's resume. I mean, they beat a Texas team that was in the top ten at the time. Um, they beat – uh, an Auburn team that was in the top ten. They beat a Florida team that was in the top ten. And the reason I say at that time, because at those at that time, those teams were considered to be college football playoff contenders. Yeah. So so what happened to them afterwards was really the result of LSU beating them. So to me, that, that holds even more weight um, when, when you do rank them. So I, I like what you said there. Man, but who who wouldn't love to see – we talk, you talk, we talked about Minnesota, but – who I, I personally would love to see LSU and Joe Burrow take on his former school in Ohio State in a national championship game. Yeah, man, I think it'd be really awesome. I, you know me, I'm not a big fan of Ohio State. I think they're a great team. I think Justin Fields is a great talent. But until I get to see Ohio State play somebody that I think is an actual team, then I'm out on them. I like it. I like it. Yeah, that's that. Um, that's that SEC. That SEC mentality right there. Look, the Big Ten is top heavy. It really is, in my opinion. Um, the argument, though, that Kentucky could beat Minnesota, that that some SEC fans is really just overrated, in my opinion. Uh, they they don't have any business playing with them. People argue that the SEC is top heavy because you have two of the worst teams in the Power Five playing in the SEC this season in Mississippi State and Arkansas. I mean, Arkansas got blown out by Western Kentucky, and it wasn't close. So, but, but the argument that the SEC as a whole is is better, I, I don't necessarily agree with that. But I think that the SEC's best against anyone else's top three teams, that's where the SEC shines. When you take, if you put Alabama, LSU, and Georgia against any other conference's top three teams, I, I think that that's when we win. And even throw Florida in there, who, um, I mean, they they haven't played really terrible all season. They have two hard fought losses. Uh, to LSU and to Georgia, so take those top four and put them against any other conference. I think that uh, the SEC wins that. Yeah, I agree. All right, Jay. Well, I appreciate it, man. Uh, hop on the show with us uh, later on this week. We're going to preview Auburn and Georgia. I know you'll have some things to say about that. <laughs> All right, I will, buddy. Sounds good. That was Jed Woodward, who uh, we appreciate him coming on. That was a lot of fun. Um, Jed's an awesome guy. He's been on the show a couple times and had a, some, some awesome insight. We've talked to NFL. Jed's a big Eagles fan, and we appreciate him being a part of the show. So now we're going to bring on another guest. People are just calling in, and it's a lot of fun. We're having fun with it as well. Once again, call that number at the bottom of your screen and join the conversation to talk about college football. That's what we're doing here on this Veterans Day Monday morning. A quick tidbit as our next caller is starting to ring in here. We'll see what happens in this top four on Tuesday. That does have a lot of bearing on what exactly is going to happen when you look at these teams and how it shakes out. But ultimately, like we've been saying the entire time, we're beating, we're beating the dead horse here saying this. These teams are going to have to play the rest of their schedules and win out. It's kind of everyone's choice. Now, the teams that are sitting on the outside looking in are Oklahoma and Oregon, in my opinion, and even a Utah team uh, who re would represent the Pac-12 South but does a Pac-12 champion or a Big 12 champion have a shot? Uh, obviously, the team with the best case, in my opinion, is that Oregon team. Their only loss was to an Auburn team on, on a neutral site week one. Uh, and to me, you really can't penalize a team for scheduling those tough non-conference games. Uh, it was a neutral site, and, and to, in my opinion, a true neutral site. Um, the distance from Alabama to Texas, from an Oregon to Texas is probably, probably very different. 
Um, but from everything I've heard, it was it was an even crowd and it looked looked a, it was a really nice there at Jerry's World in Dallas, Texas. All right, folks. Now, after we've talked about all that, we are going to release our Week 12 Crowd Booth Top 10 poll. We're going to detail it for you here. I'm going to put it up on the screen right now. So there you go. You have it. We look at the Crowded Booth Top 10 poll. We have number one, LSU. Number two, Ohio State. Number three, Clemson. Number four, Alabama. Five, Georgia. Six, Oklahoma. Seven, Oregon. Eight, the Golden Gophers of Minnesota. Number nine, Utah. And number 10, Penn State. That rounds out our top 10. You see some teams missing? Throw us in the comments. Let us know. Or call on the show. Uh, once again, that number is 229-261-6867. We're going to be headed to break, and we're going to wrap the show up with a few more phone calls and kind of talk about what happens this upcoming week in college football. And we are back. Welcome after that short break. We've thrown the graphic up there for the top 10 for the crowded booth. Let us know what you think in the comments section. I got to pull it up right here. We're going to read some comments. Um, earlier, we've had Ralph on. He's commented. Uh, Brian has commented as well, um, saying Ohio State just isn't as good as people think they are. But uh, Anna K. Johnson says, Hills says, hi. Hill, how you doing this morning? Good morning. Hope class is going well. Uh, Anna K. should probably... For Hillary's sake, you should probably turn the Facebook live stream off and let her study. It's just what you should do. But we want to thank everyone for watching. Once again, SoundCloud, uh, if you're listening on there or in podcast form, SoundCloud and iTunes, make sure to leave us a like. Share it with your friends. Hey, we enjoy having you on. Help us out by continuing to do what we love to do here at the Crowded Booth. Uh, if you're watching on Facebook, we appreciate that as well. If you're sharing, make sure to share this video. We want to get it as many likes as we can so we can keep doing what we're doing. And we have some awesome interviews with some former athletes, some current athletes. We're trying to get in the works, and all of your help helps us. It's be a lot of fun as well. We're going to break down this poll just a little bit, like we were talking about with some guests. LSU sitting in there, number one in the country, great resume. Ohio State sitting there right now. Uh, they're able to do they're able to do what they want to do at the rest of the season. They win they win out. They win the Big Ten. They're going to be in that top four, no doubt about it. Uh, you continue to look at what it looks like. Clemson, 
uh, sitting there. They will have to play uh, Wake Forest team that lost. So Wake Forest has kind of not been knocked down just a tad bit. But you know, if they win out the ACC, that's going to be interesting as well. And then Alabama sitting there number four. This is where it gets kind of murky. Alabama, Georgia, Oklahoma, Oregon, Minnesota, Utah, Penn State. To me, Penn State would have a tough road to redemption um, to see if they could get back into it. Utah and Oregon would face off in a Pac-12 North versus a Pac-12 South potential Pac-12 championship game. But you look at a lot of these teams, they're on crash courses. Right now, LSU and Georgia are uh, on a crash course to play each other. Uh, Oklahoma is kind of the only one of the only teams. Oh, I'd say Oklahoma and let's continue to look. Oklahoma and Clemson are the kind of teams that they just got to win out and see what happens. That loss for Oklahoma really hurts them uh, going forward. Oregon and Utah in a crash course, and then Minnesota and Ohio State, if everything stays chalk and continues to go with exactly how people think it's going to go. We'll see what happens uh, as we continue to bring you uh, some great college football content. As uh, It's been a ton of fun this morning to just talk with people. We introduced this for the first time on the show of just uh, being able to make the guests and the, and the viewers get a chance to talk. I enjoyed that. That's what this show's for. I love talking with people about college football. Uh, we'll, we, we will see what happens as uh, Brian throws in another comment there. Brian, we're going to bring you on next week to continue talking LSU Lane and some top recruits. Man, recruiting season's about to hit up here soon. It's about to really uh, start to heat up as uh, the high school seasons wind down. But we really appreciate everyone's viewership today. Thanks for calling in. Once again, if you want to call in uh, next week, that number is going to be 229-261-687. Go ahead and put it in your contacts list uh, under the crowded booth. Call in, and we're going to talk some football. Really appreciate everyone today. It's been a ton of fun talking college football with you all uh, talking with the viewers. That's been a lot of fun. We're going to start doing this hopefully every Monday uh, and giving you the opportunity as we just introduced uh, this call-in method. So once again, everyone, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the crowded booth. SoundCloud and iTunes, make sure to like us, subscribe, and leave us a review on iTunes. If you do, I'm going to go pick out a comment, and we're going to set you up with some cool Crowded Booth gear. And then we want to also say a big shout-out, a big thanks to Courtney Coon Photography and uh, Ronnie Smith Realty, as he's done a great job as a realtor back in Columbus. They've given us the opportunity to continue to do what we love, and we're going to shout them out as well. And that awesome graphic that you saw, that was done by Cameron Davis down in Valdosta, Georgia. He's a student. Man, he puts together some awesome stuff week in and week out. Go ahead and give him a follow at Cam D. Davis. That is Cam D. Davis. He does everything running from Valdosta State's athletics account, uh, and he makes some awesome graphics. He has some um, different accounts that he runs and manages well. He does a great job of it, so thank you, Cameron, for that graphic. It's been a fun show. We want to wrap it up by saying Happy Veterans Day to everyone. Make sure to keep those in mind that served our country oh so well and have a safe Monday afternoon.